Welcome back to the Jabroni Art Podcast. I am your host, Matthew Coughlin, and today we got bowl season. We got a lot of bowl games to talk about. Today we're talking about the early slate of bowl games. We got the 10 o'clock game, the 115 game, and the 230 game. Uh, we'll be featuring the later games in another episode. Opening up the season on December 16th, uh, that's this this Saturday at 10 a.m. We have the Myrtle Beach Bowl featuring Georgia Southern and Ohio. Um, Georgia Southern comes in favorited by three and a half points. Um, Georgia Southern has the high-powered offense and the bad defense, and Ohio has the good defense and the bad offense. Uh, Georgia Southern, 46th in FBS in total yards with 437.5 per game. They also score 31 points per game, which is tied for 45th in the FBS. Ohio offensively, 355 yards per game, which is 164th in the FBS, and 23 points per game, which is tied for 100th in FBS. Uh, Defensively, though, Georgia Southern gives up 29.6 points per game, which is 225th while Ohio gives up just 15.4 points per game, which is 126. So you see about half of the points given up here um, by Ohio and what Georgia Southern does. So let's talk about the players. Georgia Southern has a quarterback named Davis Brin who threw, who threw for 3,400 yards on the season, but 22 touchdowns against 16 interceptions. Not necessarily here a good ratio, uh, but he does throw for a lot of yards. That has given them the 20th best passing uh, offense in terms of yards uh, with Davis Brin at the helm. Some key players to watch out for, Jalen White, the running back, rushed for 891 yards and nine touchdowns on the season, averaging 5.6 yards per carry. Um, He should be the featured back in this game, Um, but he is currently on on the injured list. He's considered day-to-day. Um, so if he doesn't play, O.J. Arnold will get the start. 70 rushes for 405 yards and four touchdowns on the year. A 5.8 uh, average. So he's not necessarily bad um, if they have to use him as the starter. Um, looking at receivers, their main threat is Caleb Hood. 94 catches for 917 yards and five touchdowns. He'll be the go-to guy for Georgia Southern and Davis Brin. Looking at Ohio, Ohio Curtis Rourke threw for 2,200 yards, 11 touchdowns, and 5 interceptions. That gave Ohio a 143rd rank in passing offense at just 210 yards per game. They have a decent running game with Saya Bengara, who had 811 yards and 7 touchdowns. Only a 4.6 average, which is... It's okay, um, nothing to write home about, but that gave them 167th rank uh, in rushing yards per game at 137. Now, both offenses actually excel in third-down ratio uh, percentage. Uh, Georgia Southern, 46%, that's 32nd, and Ohio at 44%, which is 47th, so they're pretty close in that regard. Uh, the key to this matchup will be Davis Brin. Um, if he's able to keep the football with Georgia Southern. And then Ohio, it's going to be trying to stop the Georgia Southern offense um, and turning a short field for their own offense. Um, One big opt-out in this game is Miles Cross from Ohio, the leading receiver on the year for the um, Bobcats. Uh, Miles Cross, 47 catches for 617 yards and five touchdowns. 
led the team in yards and touchdowns through the air. That's a big loss. Um, spent his last three years here at Ohio um, and had his best season yet. And he will transfer out of Ohio and not play in this bowl game. Um, I like Georgia Southern in this game. Um, and the reason is is that I usually like the high-powered offense versus a good defense. Um, and the MAC this year was pretty weak. So having a good defense um, coming out of the MAC isn't as good uh, as someone, you know, coming out of like the SEC um, or the Big 12, anything like that. It's just not really the same type of competition offensively that you would see. Speaking about the 6-6 six and six record for uh, Georgia Southern, they actually played a pretty tough schedule. Um, Georgia Southern is, is interesting because they, they put up a lot of points. They put up good numbers, um, but they weren't really winning games. And it's, it's a tough conference. I'm going to pull up the conference real quick. Um, so... Georgia Southern, they went 3-5 and five in conference play. So their losses are Wisconsin, James Madison, Texas State, Marshall, Old Dominion, App State. Um, App State finished second in the Sun Belt um, East with an 8-5 record, 6-3 in conference. James Madison, 11-1, 7-1 conference. Old Dominion just above them at 6-6, six and six, but 5-3 and three in conference. Um, and everyone in the East had a 500 record or better, uh, and everyone in the West, besides Southern Miss and Louisiana Monroe, also had a 500 record or better. Now, I would say their worst loss came against uh, Texas State, where they lost 45 to 24. However, Texas State did finish seven and five, um, but it's a 21 point loss which is something that Georgia Southern really didn't do on the year. Um, if you look at the games they lost, Marshall they lost by five, Old Dominion they lost by three. Those are like the winnable games. And then you played Wisconsin, who they got demolished by. Uh, James Madison, who finished 11-1, had a great year they got demolished by. And then App State, who also had a pretty good year, going 8-5, and five, making the uh, championship game, losing to uh, Troy. But they um, played a great game in that one. Ended up putting up 55 points on the board. And then if you look at the MAC in general, um, Ohio. So Georgia Southern beat Ball State 40-3, uh, to three, uh, which is a team from the MAC. Absolutely demolished them. That was not even close to a game. Um, Ball State kicked the field goal. In the, in the fourth quarter, it was the last scoring play of the game, but Davis Brent threw for 344 yards and four touchdowns in that game. Ball State played against Central Michigan um, and NIU, all teams that played against Ohio. So I want to look at it from the NIU perspective. So NIU beat Ohio 23-13 to uh, in Week 7. But then Ball State beat NIU twenty to seventeen, and then Georgia Southern beat Ball State forty to three. So looking at it from the matchups that they played against, Georgia Southern should 
win this game because we're looking at a team in Ball State that beat a team that beat Ohio. I know it's kind of confusing, but Georgia Southern should have a, a big advantage in this game, and, and they should come out on top. Um, that's all I have for the Myrtle Beach Bowl. The next game we're going to be looking at is Jacksonville State and Louisiana. Now, this should be a fun one. Um, Jacksonville State finished 8-4, and four, third in Conference USA, and Louisiana, the Raging Cajuns, finished 6th and 6th and 5th in the Sun Belt West. So, let's start off with some statistics. Um, Jacksonville State, 82nd in total yards at 406.8. That is primarily from the rushing game, coming in at 9th in FBS with 232.3 rushing yards per game. That is courtesy of a good rushing attack by committee. They got Malik Jackson rushed for 860 yards and 7 touchdowns, a 6.5 average. Zion Webb, the quarterback, 638 and 7 touchdowns on the ground, 5.5 average. Anwar Lewis, 443, 5 average, uh, 3 tutties. Logan Smothers, 283 with 6 touchdowns. Ron Wiggins, 342 with 5 touchdowns. It really is a running back by committee. They got a lot of them. Um, the passing play, though, 165 yards per game. Zion Webb. Just 1,281 yards on the year, five touchdowns, six picks. And then Logan Smothers uh, has thrown for 655 yards, six touchdowns, and three interceptions. Now, they lost their last game against New Mexico State, 20-17. to Webb threw for 248 and two interceptions in that game. But really what happened was the Jacksonville State running game was just not there. They ran for 85 yards. And for this team to be successful, they're going to have to run the ball, and they're going to have to run the ball well. Louisiana doesn't really stack up well against that. They allow 160 rushing yards per game, 159th. It might be a struggle for for Louisiana trying to stop that Jacksonville State uh, run game. Jacksonville State is favored in this game by three. We have no opt-outs in this game, by the way, which is just phenomenal to see. In terms of defense for Jacksonville State, 143rd in total yards, um, but 154th in points, but it is at 20 points per game, which is pretty solid. Uh, Louisiana, 28 points per game, which is 214th. Now, things I don't like about Jacksonville State, 114th in third down percentage at 37%. They allow 249 passing yards per game, which is 217th. Louisiana has some advantages as well. They have a nice balanced running and passing attack. They're able to throw for 222 yards per game, which is 118th, but they're also able to run for 183 at 55, at 55th ranked. Um, and then they convert 42% of their third downs and score 32.3 points per game, which is tied for 34th. Um, so they stack up pretty nicely on the offensive side against Jacksonville State. Where they really struggle, though, is on the Russian defense, which Jacksonville State is a huge advantage for. Jacksonville State, however, is great against the run. Uh, 47th best run defense in terms of yards at 113, which could end up being pretty bad for Louisiana State, having to rely on throwing the football um, as they do run uh, a lot more efficiently. Louisiana also doesn't really have a big-time quarterback. They used three quarterbacks on the year. Um, it looks like it will be Chandler Fields. 
getting the start. I would say Chandler Fields statistically has looked pretty good through his first three starts, able to throw for over 240 yards and at least two touchdowns in all three starts, um, and then also a rushing touchdown. So like realistically, he's been pretty good. Um, so we'll see where that takes Louisiana. But the Raging Cajuns are going to need to stop the run. That's going to be huge. Offensively for the Raging Cajuns, um, it's going to be a lot of running from Jacob Kabaddi and Draylon Washington in this game. Through the air, they have a couple targets, Jacob Bernard, Peter LeBlanc, but they don't have anyone that eclipsed 500 yards receiving, and they don't have anyone who eclipsed 800 yards rushing. So it's a really balanced offense. I mean, I see four receivers, no, five receivers over 300 yards, um, and then three rushers over 400 yards. Now, obviously, Zion Chris being one of those is not going to be playing, but they do have a balanced attack, and that's a lot of... Uh, weapons spread out across the board that could potentially benefit that Louisiana team. So, what do I think will happen? Well, I think Jacksonville State's run game is going to be too much for Louisiana. Um, I like Jacksonville State here. I just feel like Louisiana isn't going to be as prepared as Jacksonville State. I mean, Jacksonville State's had a much tougher schedule. Um, Louisiana losses to... Old Dominion, Minnesota, Georgia State, Arkansas State, Southern Miss, and Troy. I say their worst loss is going to be to Southern Miss, who only ended with three wins on the year. They lost in overtime in that game, um, and that was a game that Chandler Fields did quarterback. So, I don't know. We'll see. Um, I'll take Jacksonville State in this game. I think they win by at least a touchdown. And the final game we're looking at from this earlier day slate is Miami, Ohio, and Appalachian State in the Cure Bowl. And this is an interesting game. So App State went eight and five, second in the Sun Belt East and Miami, Ohio finished eleven and two, won the Mac and finished first in uh, Mac East. App State opens at six and a half point favorites. Now Miami, Ohio is coming out of the Mac. And we talked about the Mac kind of in the other game, um, I just I don't know if I can pick a MAC team to win any of the bowls. To be honest, um, App State had an explosive offense uh, this season. Um, I want to talk about them first. So twenty seventh in total yards per game at four hundred and sixty. That is a balance of passing and running. Two eighty passing, one seventy three rushing, thirty five points per game, top twenty in FBS. Converted 42.6% of third downs. I love the App State offense. And I know if you guys watch the show, I know I picked against them um, in the Sun Belt Championship. And I was right. Troy is a dominant team. I love Troy. Um, I think Troy's really good. Now, Miami, Ohio. You could say their best win was the MAC Championship against Toledo. Uh, or... They beat a Big 12 team in Cincinnati, but that team went 3-9, and nine, um, and that was a former AAC team, so I'm not really too concerned about that one. Also, they had a different quarterback at that time. So I, I think I like App State here, um, but, but we'll talk about it. So App State's offense, their quarterback threw for 3,500 yards 
33 touchdowns against nine interceptions. I like the ratio. That's Joey Aguilar. Um, Nate Noel led the rushing attack, 834 yards, five touchdowns, a 4.8 average. Uh, Kanye Roberts also added 648, seven touchdowns, and a 5.7 average. So nice balance, one-two punch there. I just think App State's offense is just going to be too much for a Miami defense, who has been really good this year. Uh, 76th in total yards at 343, giving up only 16 points per game, which is 132. Um, but App State defense, on the other hand, is really bad. Um, and if Miami, Ohio is able to take advantage of such a bad Appalachian State defense, then they do have a chance in this game. I just don't think they will. Uh, Miami, Ohio's quarterback, Avion Smith, um, 638 yards, two touchdowns, and two interceptions. Their normal quarterback, uh, Brett Gabbert, injured his leg. He's out for the year. But Avion Smith started in five games, and he just he throws for about 100 yards a game, just really doesn't do a whole lot. But then their rushing attack isn't good enough to balance that out. Uh, they have an okay rushing attack. Uh, Rashad Amos, 177 rushes for 895 yards and 12 touchdowns, a 5.1 average. That's their best running back by far. They only average 156 rushing yards per game, which is 117th in FBS. It's not terrible. Um, and against an Appalachian State run defense at 214th ranked, 178 rushing yards allowed per game. If Miami's able to flip the field on Appalachian State, who has a pretty good turnover margin, um, I think we'll have a chance in this game, but I really realistically don't see that happening, um, especially because App State's just been so hot as of late. Um, but uh, Miami coming off of a win in the MAC championship, they might have some momentum. Uh, one th last thing I would like to highlight is Miami, Ohio's defense, 29.6% uh, on third downs allowed. That's very good rate. So we're seeing a top uh, 60 third down team on offense in App State and a top 50 uh, defense in terms of third downs on Miami, Ohio. So early downs are going to matter in this game. Uh, the big, big play factor from App State definitely is something to note. Uh, Caden Robinson's your player to watch at receiver. For App State, 59 catches for 787 yards and 10 touchdowns on the year. But they do have seven players who went over 300 yards and seven or eight players who have multiple touchdowns on the season. So you're going to have a lot, a lot of weapons to cover if you're Miami, Ohio. And I think App State, they come out of the better conference. I think they're the better team, and I think they're going to beat Miami, Ohio. Thank you all for listening in to this podcast about the early slate of games this Saturday, December 16th. Tune into these games at 10 o'clock, 1.15 and 2.30. And I believe that Georgia Southern, Appalachian State, and Jacksonville State will come home with some W's. And uh, listen to the Jabroni Hour from 8 to 9 on Thursday next week. We have the old cast, the old band getting back together. Uh, from last year it should be a fun one we're talking bowl games we're talking life we're talking everything so please tune into that for now i'm signing off and i'll see you next time